0: ABC Listen, podcasts, radio, news, music, and more. There's all sorts of claims, confusion, and downright lies during the rounds in the lead up to the referendum. Ewad Wajik Noongar GP Jason King, who works in the Aboriginal community of Yaraba up in far north Queensland, has seen a lot of it, and he's seen it all before.
1: It's like we're back in 1992. Uh, you know, with the Marbo decision that they're going to come for your backyard, they're going to come for your, you know, your sheep station and your, your wheat farms. I think underneath this is a really poor, really amateur understanding of land title and, and native title. But also, again, this fear-based politics, it's not about one person gaining more than the other.
2: As referendum day draws closer, misinformation and disinformation has become a huge issue in this campaign, with both sides accusing the other of either hiding the truth or spreading untruths.
0: We thought this was a good moment to take a closer look at how the campaigns are going, dissect the polls, which have been trending down for yes, and take a look at why false claims and fear seem to have taken hold over facts. Hey, I'm Carly Williams, I'm a Quandamooka woman and the National Indigenous Correspondent with the ABC, joining you from Gadigal land of the Eora Nation.
2: And I'm Frank Kelly, here with Carly on Gadigal land in Sydney. And this is The Voice Referendum Explained. I've been waiting and waiting and wondering, will it ever happen? And then finally, it did. It. It John Farnham's hit song, You're the Voice, a song pretty much all of us know and love, is the soundtrack to the Yes campaign social media ad. It
0: was kind of tailor-made for this historic vote, but will it be enough to convince Australians to vote yes to an Indigenous voice?
2: The actual selection
1: of the song was absolutely brilliant and really important. It probably should have been in place a long time ago. If that was a theme that everyone was hearing and that theme then was applied to a number of creatives, it would have helped. It's basically great creative, great song, too late. That's the problem.
2: That's because Samaris, he's a pollster with the Redbridge Group and his latest poll is just one of a batch of polls that show the yes vote steadily falling. Here at the ABC, Casey Briggs does something he calls the poll of polls and he says this latest batch show that the trend is definitely not the friend for yes.
3: Rather than tracking any single poll, we watch all of them at once, it gives us much more information about where things are trending. And the trend line has been for months now a downward slide for yes and an upward trajectory for no. At this point, as we move closer and closer toward the referendum, uh, yes is sitting across the polls on an average, sitting in about the low 40s and that slide has been occurring at about a 0.7, 0.8 percentage points a week, and that has been a pretty straight line now for months.
0: But, Fran, I don't know if I trust these polls, and should people be putting so much weight on them? Like, I have never been polled. Have you been polled? Well,
2: no, you ask. No, I haven't, actually. And we know that polls can be wrong, but Casey says all the polls would have to be wrong by a long way for this to turn around for yes.
3: Polls can shift, but they don't normally shift by this much this quickly. So um, really an unprecedented effort to change minds would be the thing that, yes, are, are really needing to do in the next month or so. The other option, of course, is maybe the polls are wrong. We know polls are estimates. They are not precise. They all have margins of error. It could be that we are about to see a really big polling fail, but it would have to be a really, really, really big polling fail for yes to win.
2: And I guess you never know. But Cos Samaras, the pollster we heard from at the top, he also does research into voter behaviour. And he says the Yes campaign got it wrong right back at the start when they enlist the backing of some of our biggest companies and sporting codes.
1: At the core, of the problem, from my opinion, is the way they are, they have structured the entire campaign, that they have the wrong messages to the wrong audiences. This referendum was always going to be decided in our large capital cities, but in the outer suburbs and peri-urban parts of our our country. And it's there where the support is declining rapidly. So what we do know is that um, within parts of Australia, uh, particularly within lower income communities, the the trust towards corporate Australia is at an all time low. Social license between those communities and those companies is completely broken. So using successful Australia to communicate to unsuccessful Australia was not the right approach.
0: But Fran, there could always be the case that the polls are missing certain parts of communities. At the beginning of this campaign, the yes team and the no team said that they had high hopes for winning the multicultural vote. Kosamaris mm. says that that vote's actually split.
1: Australians from diverse backgrounds who have arrived in this country over the last 20 years are uh, very big supporters of the yes proposition. So thinking of Indian Australians, uh, Australians from the Middle East and so on. Uh, our, our work constantly identifies, I would say, in excess of 60% support for, for yes. Where it gets into a bit of trouble is when you're talking to Australians who've got a longer history with regards to, to this country, and that is that they're probably the offsprings of European migrants. Uh, they are behaving like the broader community at the moment.
0: So there you go, it's generational. And the South Asian diaspora in this country that COS referred to is the second largest migrant group. So there are a tonne of votes up for grabs there. Yeah,
2: there's still plenty of votes up for grabs. I think all sides agree with that. Kushal Vyas is a part of that South Asian community. He's also the organiser of a group called Desi for Yes, and they're holding community meetings and online chats with Chai. And he says that there plenty of people are really only tuning in still Still now
4: recently in western sydney you know we had some chai we had some you know great indian snacks and it's really designed as a bit of a community conversation where people have a safe space to ask questions to to be informed, because we find that a lot of people in the community are just very curious and very keen to understand more about what the referendum is all about and creating that sort of environment and space where people feel comfortable, where they don't feel judged uh, and where they're free to ask all their questions, all their concerns. And that always helps if you've you you know, you've got the familiar scent of chai or you know uh, so, some favourite snacks of people and, and being able to have that sort of comfortable conversation.
2: Mm, I can smell it, can't you? Kushal also reckons that there's plenty of people that he's coming across that definitely have- haven't made their minds up yet?
4: I think there are many undecided, and I think that's where whilst the polling is obviously very disheartening from our perspective at the moment, I think where the hope still lies is the fact that from the conversations we're having, there are a lot of people who are undecided who are only now starting to become a bit more alive to what the referendum is all about and what's actually happening on October 14. But it does ultimately become a race against time to ensure that, you know, we can reach every community before voting day comes.
0: And the no camp is also after that multicultural vote. Jamal Dode, he is a former candidate of the United Australia Party, but he's now running a campaign called Multicultural Voices Against the Voice. He's worried that the voice would be divisive and divide the country because it's one group getting something that another group, Migrant Australia, is not.
2: This voice will divide uh, or will make a president of dividing the, the, the population in front of the Constitution based on race. And if this, uh, if this is the case, we will we will open uh, the gate uh, for uh, uh, different groups to come and say we need a voice, including the uh, migrants, non-english speaking backgrounds who are marginalized and uh, we will come forward and say
1: we need our own voice.
2: And that's very much the message coming from the official, the formal No Campaign too. that this referendum will be divisive. In fact... Senator Jacinta Nabogiba-Price, she's sending out personal text messages to voters far and wide saying this. A
0: friend sent me a screen grab of that. It's doing the rounds. Yeah, Yeah, it says,
2: vote no, this referendum is risky, it's divisive, and there's also a link in it too.
0: Yeah, what was the link for?
2: For people to apply through the Liberal Party for a postal vote application because both sides are really attuned to the dangers of low voter turnout here. Oh, they think no one's going to show up. But back to Kushal from Desi for Yes, and He's really, really concerned about the amount of misinformation that's out there.
4: Whilst personally, uh, I haven't seen necessarily a massive targeted, structured campaign for the no side in migrant communities, the constant struggle that we're always going to face is the speed at which misinformation lies and fear can spread is, is much more fast than the message of hope and love and empathy. So we're operating at two different speeds there. And in that sense, it's always hard to be playing catch up.
2: So Carly, before we go any further, I think we better get our definition straight. Misinformation and disinformation, how are they different?
0: Yeah, so misinformation is when people are sharing inaccurate or false posts and they don't realise it's inaccurate. Disinformation is when people on purpose are sharing misleading and incorrect posts to cause harm and confusion and, you know, with
2: intent. Yeah, okay, so trying to cause doubt and harm, really. Uh, I spoke to um, Elise Thomas. She's an analyst at the Institute for Strategic Dialogue, which is a think tank that looks at disinformation globally. She says it's really hard to quantify the amount of misinformation and disinformation out there in this campaign, but a referendum generally, she says, is ripe for this kind of activity
5: the referendum campaign is fertile ground for disinformation because of the, particularly with this referendum, because there is kind of an information vacuum in terms of the ultimate form of the voice. Because of this process where, you know, the government has decided that first we will have the vote on whether the voice is in the constitution and then the details will be decided in legislation further down the line, that does leave an information vacuum which Uh, It is very easy for people to fill with misinformation and disinformation and bad faith speculation.
2: We've spoken to a number of experts in this field Mm -hmm. who say there appears to be a lot more disinformation out there with the no message. Now, to be clear, this is not information coming directly from the formal or official no campaign. It's just people spreading no messages and conspiracy theories. But like Kushal said, once it appears, then it spreads really quickly.
0: And Elise says that's what she's been finding on TikTok, which is where the younger voters are.
2: But hang on, aren't the polls telling us that the younger demographic the, is the demographic that's most supporting, yes? Yeah, that's why it's confusing.
0: I was
5: quite surprised with what I found on TikTok. The the No campaign seems to be doing much better there than I would have expected. I think part of that is a, a very energetic campaign, which is being run by the official No campaign. But um, there are also, you know, like a, a significant number of TikToks and TikTok accounts which are spreading either outright disinformation, um, things like the idea that it's part of that the voice, for example, is, is part of a UN agenda, it's a land grab, it's sort of the World Economic Forum coming to steal your backyard, um, that sort of stuff.
0: So all the people that know what they're talking about in this space tell us largely that the official No Camp is running rings around the official Yes Camp social media strategy.
2: Yeah, they went out hard and they went out early and they filled the space.
0: Yeah, but the Yes Campaign tells us that their focus is more on the ground. They've got, what, like 30,000 people door knocking, a quarter of a million homes trying to win the hearts and minds of Australia one cup of tea at a time. It's more personalised. Yeah,
2: it's a kitchen table campaign. Mm. But Carly, people, I have to say, some people are going to extraordinary lengths to get this referendum up. 20 years ago, you probably don't know this, but AFL legend, Indigenous player Michael Long did what he called the long walk. He walked from Melbourne to Canberra to advocate for Indigenous rights. John Howard was the Prime Minister back then. Well, Michael Long has done it again because he's so passionate about the voice
1: you've got to believe in something, you've got to be optimistic. And I still think on the way we've walked, there has been enormous support and we've got to play our part. And that's all we're doing. We hope that we can capture the hearts and minds of people about what The Voice is about, what we're trying to do for change. Um, where's the love? We need to be part of the decision making. We need to be part of that discussion. Do you not have any love for, for our people, you know? We're not only going to gain... 200 years, but 65,000 years of history. You know, they've left the firstborn of the Constitution. They've left the firstborn of our our birth certificate here as the most important
2: document. That's Michael Long, who's walking for yes. And Carly, next week, we're going to take a look at how Indigenous Australians are voting.
0: Yeah, it's a question I get asked quite a bit. I think people want to listen to mob now and so they're asking us how are you
2: voting because it'll inform what they do it's not an easy answer that's next week and you can subscribe so you never miss an episode you can also find us on the abc listen app and on iview see you carly
0: bye friend